open AI drama, and a social media breakout? This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Take Control Books, one of the very best sources of clear, concise information on not only Apple's various operating systems, but also key Apple and third-party utilities, and more. Visit TakeControlBooks.com and start your library today. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, a couple notes before we get into this Mac Voices Live session. First, I want to let you know that if you weren't there live, we were testing out some new software, and of course, as with any test, there are always a few rough spots, both in the audio and the video. So if it doesn't look quite right, or there are a few other hiccups along the way, please forgive us. It did not detract from the conversation, and we've learned a whole lot. So you'll probably be seeing this make a, a reappearance at some point, bigger and better, as I learn a little more about the software and its capabilities. The second point I want to make sure you understand is that when this was recorded, we were in the midst of the open AI drama. It was too good not to talk about, and it's rather interesting to look back and see where we were as the information was dribbling out. So that does not take up most of the first part of the session, but it is there, and I wanted to mention that we recognize it is old, out of date a little bit, because things have moved on, but it's still interesting. With that, let's let the panel do the talking. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are on youtube.com slash TV. We're seeing some of our friends come back into the chat room after we inadvertently blew it up a minute ago. Um, so thank you all for being here on this. Let's see if I get this right. Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Do I have that right? Are we two Eves? Yeah, close enough. Um, so you may notice things look a little bit different, uh, whether you're watching live or whether you are watching uh, the, the, the post-produced stream. We are trying a little bit different tool to stream tonight, um, so we're going to see how it goes. Um, so we will ask your indulgence if anything blows up or if things look a little bit different. Um, again, we're, we're experimenting because, you know, we're tech people. Why wouldn't we experiment? Um, so I'm going to go around. It's Again, things are a little bit weird here, so I don't exactly have David Ginsburg in the corner of the angels like usual, um, but he is here, so I'm going to start off with him. David, good to have you as always. Good to be here, Chuck. Uh, glad to see everybody here on the panel. This is a nice little experiment. We're trying out uh, uh, new software, so I, this hopefully will go well. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It, it Eventually, well, already it has. We have some new capabilities. Eventually, we we hope to have more. Um, next up, Brittany Smith has joined us. Brittany, it's great to have you back. We haven't seen you for a while. Thanks. Yeah, things are kind of wild. But pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. What is it about this time of year? It, it it just seems to get more and more crazy every single year. So. I can't speak for anybody else, but my big industry conference is right after Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Yeah. Who thought that was a good idea? That's a really good question. I'm on the committee and I can't tell you. <laughs> All right. That's reassuring. Question yeah. Question for uh, the, the postmortem. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eric Bolden has joined us tonight, and we caught him off guard because he doesn't have a really cool background tonight. So, Eric, it's good to have you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, we didn't warn you ahead of time. It's 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 virtually there, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll unroll one next week. There you go. There you go. Just get a big printed one of a big plant or something. Jeff Gammon is here as well. Jeff, it's good to have you. It's great to see you, Chuck. And uh, and I'd like to point out that all of you with your fancy new digital backgrounds that aren't working, analog, it just works. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Yeah, and I'm afraid we, uh, we, we, we side, uh, sideswiped Jim Ray, too, because he only has his, his green screen behind him tonight. So sorry about that, Jim. I thought that was on purpose. I had to unroll it. <laughs> Why'd you have to unroll it? Isn't it always there? No, I haven't used it for like a year. Zoom doesn't need it, so. Oh, okay. Well, surprise. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, Brian Flanagan Arthurs is here sporting a Green Bay shirt, which I can't decide if that's going to put him in good with the rest of the panel or not. No. <laughs> no, no, probably not. <laughs> okay, apparently not. Good. Well, it's been nice knowing you, Brian. <laughs> Thanks. Brian, I, st I still love you, and uh, I I'm not getting the reference. Yeah, well, From right. my perspective, they're Oregon duck colors, so... Oh, no, no, I'm no. Cool. Can't have that. <laughs> ducks in Oregon? Yeah, you could okay. just cut off the, take that little thing Careful. on the G and turn it oh, 90 geez. degrees. I wasn't sure what you, you had cut off there. You had me worried. Yeah. Mm. Uh, see, I assumed the G was, uh, was for G-Force, the, uh, yeah. uh, also Battle of the Planets, the, uh, the what is it 1970s 19, early 1980s um animated series no that's their case. Case. <laughs> okay if you say so if you say so oh. uh last but absolutely not least uh hopefully, hopefully he will help us get back on track ben rathig is here ben it's good to have you Well, I'm sorry about that. I, I've, I've wanted to try this. Um, Dave, I believe Dave and Jeff were the two that I corralled in one night to give this a little bit of a test, and it worked pretty well. But this is the first one that we did in mass with this many people. So we're, we're, we're sort of flying blind a little bit. But, you know, that's part of the fun, right? So where do we even start? I think there's a... Well, Chuck, oh, as they say... Learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. You know that lyric, but you don't know a Green Bay Packer shirt. <laughs> Priorities, yes. Chuck. And? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you know, I don't even know. I, I feel like we have to talk a little bit about the open AI situation. But I also am hesitant to spend 
too much of the show on it because it seems to be evolving like every hour. There's a new press release or new something that comes out. Um, I, I, <laughs> where do you even start except to say that um, the, the, the board seems to be in disarray. Microsoft seems to have been uninformed. Companies seem to be forming and disappearing before our eyes as the options get exercised by everyone. I mean, what, what, what is your take on all this? Ben, I know you've been watching it because you were commenting a little bit, you and Jeff both. Um, do you guys have any, any insight or any thoughts on where we are and what might happen? And you know, it's, you can't help but but pick up different things from different articles or different pieces, but that's one of the most interesting things. The, the company that is at the very center of one of the most exciting new technologies seems to be well, even even the, I guess the company, the corporate organization, and the governance seems to be in question. Jeff. So we're experiencing a bit of lag here, so we're going to talk over each other. But go ahead and finish, Ben. And one of the board members who apparently was part of this ouster has also said that he wants to go back and be working uh, with, with the whole team again, or, or even if they move or start a new company or apparently even fall in under Microsoft's wing, which, you know, now he's, now he's apologizing and is embarrassed by his participation in this. Jeff, uh, you've been—I know you've been watching it. I—I I have been, and I've been making popcorn over and over because it's just that kind of thing. Um, okay, first, I want to know what happened behind the scenes that triggered the board to put out a, a statement that uh, that in legal ease says we fired Sam because he's lying to us. And uh, so, yeah, I would love to know what's going on with that. Uh, my, my hypothesis in this moment, and it can change 10 minutes from now, um, for, for the outcome of this, is that everything on the open AI side is falling apart so quickly. They, they had their, their temporary CEO, 
on Friday. And by Sunday, they had a permanent CEO in place who was not the temporary CEO. Microsoft has uh, given job offers to Sam and several other people and has, and and as been pointed out, there's the open invitation to basically anyone that works at OpenAI to come and join Microsoft. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, and like I said, in this moment, if uh, with within a month, we're seeing the press releases about Microsoft is just buying OpenAI outright. And then would mean the, the current board, they'll just be gone. Oh, they can't. That's right. It's a nonprofit. I forgot about that part. But Microsoft, um, a, as an investor in the nonprofit, they, 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 are the forty-nine percenter. So they're they're the majority investor. Um, and there, there's, a, uh, I can't remember who, but there's there's a couple others that are pretty big investors, and uh, and then some smaller investors. But yeah, Microsoft is the big name in this one. But one of the things that I saw, and, and I don't often do this, but I will recommend Tuesday's, today's um, Tech Meme Ride Home podcast as a great summary of the events up until about, uh, I guess, about 11 or 12 today. Um, but one of the points that, that he was making was that, let's see if I can say this right, that Microsoft was in, Microsoft is in this weird situation because they have they have contributed so much money to OpenAI or or bought in as much as they can, and that investment was looking really really good for a little while, and now it, they are on the on the edge of having that that investment just completely go go away, and and getting almost nothing for it, and and having half a lot of the team leave. Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, Chuck, the, the team won't evaporate. Um, if it's not if if it's not at OpenAI, the team will be at Microsoft. So the so the talent behind making all this happen, they're not just going to vanish into the ether. Um, that they'll be around. It, it'll just be a situation where Microsoft has much more control over what's happening with the uh, the engineers, all of the talent, and uh, and then the code and data th that they're working with. I don't. My, Microsoft is going to be the winner out of all this. Is my take. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's gotten so confusing, because the other thing I I've heard this evening was that. Even though they had now they had picked a a new CEO, there were also two or three others that had been under consideration and had been approached, and apparently had turned the job down. So that was that was brand new to me that I had not heard over the weekend. I I, I don't know. I mean, again, by the time this goes out, unless you're listening to us live right now, things were going to have changed so radically. I, I can't wait for like somebody like Michael Lewis to write a book about it and organize all the facts so we have a good idea of what has been going on. 
But Chuck, I've been making jokes about how uh, uh, I can't wait. Yet to, um, yet to see if it's Netflix or Apple that gets the rights to do the miniseries about this. Because you know it's going to happen. Hmm. <laughs> I, have, I have not watched it's, Succession, but yeah. It, it's playing out like Succession. So yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> a little commentary there from Brian. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> well, let's move on to a few other things. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how it all works out. Um, so I'm gonna start throwing uh some links into the chat rooms. Um this one is this is not Apple necessarily related, but we, we can't help but touch on some of the social media stuff. And this one I think is, is interesting. It seems like Blue Sky is starting to gain a little bit in the race to become the, the next major platform, if you will. They hit 2 million users. In some ways that's a lot. In other ways it's not. But it seems like now anybody that wants to get into Blue Sky it's a lot easier. I know I've got a bunch of invites just sitting here unused um, that, you know, if anybody wants them, drop me an email. And, me too. Uh, yeah, you, exactly. For a while, it was like pulling teeth to get one. Same. And so somewhere between any of us, we can probably get we can get you into Blue Sky. And, and I'm noticing as I go in that I see more and more familiar faces. Is yeah. anybody else it definitely is picking that? up some pace. Uh, I think people are starting to get fed up with uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, too. So maybe they got the they're, they're getting more traffic over there. So is Mastodon losing out because of this? I think everyone. Sorry, Jeff. Um, OK, so every all the other social platforms win. As uh, as each wave of users leaves X, um, and I I have a feeling that for a while we're going to be in a situation where instead of having like two or three dominant players in this space, we're going to have a lot of players for a while, and they they will all be successful in their own way until they're not. And uh, then they'll they'll start dropping like we saw. Uh, was it Pebble? Um, just recently uh, uh, took a dirt nap, and uh, so we'll see, we'll see them dropping along the way. But I think we're going to have a wider range of uh, of social media platforms that are uh, fairly active for a while, and uh, and my guess is that that if if there was one single new platform that was ultimately going to come out on on top in in the microblogging space um if i were a betting man i would put my money on threads and not blue sky
I'm quite surprised to hear you both say that, since it is face uh, it is meta backed. That's a big part of why it's going to be uh, one of the dominant players. Yeah. I mean, love meta or hate them, uh, they know how to deal with business customers. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who will win is not the same as who should win either. It's not a vote for Facebook. It's just a acceptance. Excellent point. It, I mean, it, it is a good point, Brittany, but at the same time, they know how to deal with businesses, but the businesses want the consumers. And is Threads picking up enough of the consumers? And does, does, or does Threads come with too much meta baggage to become widely acceptable? Since I don't know about any, I'm not sure about anybody here, but I know a lot of our tech-oriented friends left Facebook in a huff a long time ago and have not returned. Yes, but we're in a bubble, and uh, and our tech friends that have left Facebook make up an incredibly small minority uh, of users, like a small enough number that it it has no impact on Facebook or Meta's bottom line. Um, the the general population they they may complain. But they would they complain about any social platform they're on, so Facebook is no different in that sense. Mm -hmm. And Face and Meta nailed it with onboarding. They they have made it so easy to get into Threads, and they've made it familiar, but just different enough that uh, um, I I think it's the one that's really going to stick. And and we're seeing more um, adoption of Threads. It's it, it had its initial burst, then dropped off, but has continued to grow. So it it tracked exactly as uh, as a new social media platform that's that's at least currently successful should, um, and it's gaining enough traction that um, take this for for whatever you want um, the the. There's an official president of the United States account on Threads now. Yeah, I did not know that. Really. Um, plus, uh, they it's brand have. New. They're starting to do very good. Yeah. Uh, plus, they're starting to do very well in the sports communities, and when, during the whole uh, open eye, open eye kerfuffle, in many ways, Threads started to take. Uh, the old place of Twitter. Are the, so it's where you, you saw most of the scooping. Okay, so so both of you are apparently spending a lot more time on Threads than I have been. So are the news organizations adopting it the way that they did they did Twitter, as you said, Ben, for scooping or for just important updates? Because I haven't seen it, but that's me. Oh, uh, they sh they sure did this weekend. I mean, you had Bloomberg, uh, both Bloomberg Tech and Bloomberg Business working together on the AI story. Um, you, uh, The Verge was really leaning hard into threads. 
you saw you had a lot of commentary from people like Christina Warren. It honestly felt like Twitter ten years ago. Okay, well, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have to spend a little more time on Threads or or checking it out. But I just I, when I saw this about Blue Sky, it's I mean, we, we saw a fair amount of information when T2, or Pebble, as it became known, went down. Um, and that that didn't seem to be designated as a failure. It almost seemed just as, okay, an experiment that didn't work out. But mm -hmm. Blue Sky seems to have a little more, a, a different kind of credibility. Maybe because it didn't rename itself to, to uh, Pebble, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, both Mastodon and, and Blue Sky seem like they're more personal social networks, where Threads seems to be taking that professional social network spot. I'm finding that interesting, because I think uh, one of Jack Dorsey's ideas, when, uh, when he started spinning up Blue Sky was that he wanted it to be a complete replacement for Twitter, including that business and news aspect. Uh, but I, I'm noticing more of that activity on threads than I am on Blue Sky. So, so let's ask, why hasn't Blue Sky taken off? I think part of it's because it's a Jack Dorsey property. You want to elaborate so on that okay, for people on the inside, they they already feel that uh, uh, Jack Dorsey screwed them over on some level. Uh, for for people that aren't doing the whole inside baseball thing with uh, with social platforms, um, they they don't care. They don't even know who Jack Dorsey is. The only reason they, they know Elon is associated with X is because it was big news when he bought it. So they, they just don't care. Um, but for the, the business decision makers, they, they already have a track record with Jack Dorsey doing all kinds of screwy things and being unpredictable. And why would they want to lean into that again if they don't have to? That's a fair point. It's a very fair point. I'm, I'm curious, show of hands, how many people here are on threads? Okay, so not sure what Ben's doing. Um, why, uh, let's see, Rick, you're not, Eric, you weren't, um, Brian, you're not, Ben, uh, uh, excuse me, Jim, you're not. Did I have that right? So, just haven't gotten around to it, just don't need another platform, why haven't you gone on to threads? Back when it was a big deal, you needed your own Instagram account, and I don't have my own Instagram account. That would be a showstopper right there. I don't know if that's still true, but it was when everybody cared about it. Eric, any, any particular reason? Uh, you're, you're, muted. You, you're muted, Eric. Dogs were barking. It used to be if you got on the threads and then decided to leave, you would lose your Instagram account. 
they've decoupled it now, but a lot of people said, uh uh-uh, I'm not even going to touch that because I don't want to run the risk. Okay. Jim, do you just find – I think I know your answer. It's probably that developers are more on Mastodon than Threads right now. Uh, well, I have no idea because I'm not on Threads. Um, I've pretty much never been on Facebook or Instagram, so um, why would I get on Threads at this point? Um, and so far, I haven't seen any, you know, I mean, not saying I will never be on Threads, who knows, but um, but I, I don't need more um, social media uh, time time sinks you know I have a blue sky account I just looked at it uh, now because we brought it up and I I don't think I'd logged onto it for a month I see I had 19 notifications and they're all from Chuck Joyner yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah, well, see, think of what you've been missing, Jim. Um, mm-hmm. No, um, I, I get those notifications on, on Mastodon. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Brian, you just... And Twitter, you know, too. If I go on Twitter, I see Chuck Joyner all over the place. Yeah. So. Well, and, and so that's, it's not as big... A, I'm not that prolific, uh, but I do try to, anytime we do one of these... I try to make sure I tag everyone so that anybody that is following you on those platforms is notified about it. So I've, as much as I possibly can, I do that. And, and Brian, yeah, like Eric, Eric says, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with Mastodon. So. Okay. And Brian, you just don't use Facebook or, or, uh, or anything that. No. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and like some of the others shared too, you know, Mastodon is something I've been enjoying using. Um, in general, I've been not doing as much social media overall as well, uh, connecting more with news stories, more so from uh, websites or uh, Flipboard magazines and things of that nature, more so than scouring you know, social media. Okay. I'm a big RSS user too. RSS, I mean, I, does anybody disagree? RSS is not a social platform. It's more of a, an information delivery platform. Um, I, I agree. However, outside yeah. of our bubble, there are a lot of people who, who use social media in the same way that people like us use RSS, where it's, yeah. it's a, a repository mm-hmm. for news content. Yeah. And and there's also a fair amount of, like, there's stuff I'll see on RSS, and then they'll have comments. So, you know, there's sort of this fragmented, um, Mm -hmm. and, um, hey, you know, there's also YouTube. There's, there's like, a million different sort of separate communities in YouTube and comment threads, and which people encourage, you know, like, you know, comment below. And then people will get into discussions on the YouTube uh, comment threads, and YouTube will email you when people reply to you. So I've actually had conversations with people in YouTube threads, which I, you know, is not a very efficient way to do it. But 
Um, Eric just put in our chat room that he's had um, some good engagement on Spoutable. And I'm, I'm really curious about that because Spoutable, you know, we uh, one night on Mac Voices After Dark, it came up and a whole bunch of us that were there joined. And I have to say, I've, I've had some, some decent engagement there as well. I, I tend not to think of it until I go to post something, but then I find that I do have some engagement. So, Eric, what has it just been casual engagement or subject-oriented engagement? Um, yeah, mostly casual. You know, if I, if I either throw up a picture or I comment on something, I almost always get at least something coming back. Um, it's not quite the same as Mastodon because it's harder to kind of topics. Um, but it's it's not just going into the void. Good point. Yeah, I second that. I like their interface too. Well, it's, I mean, it's, Ben, you just said that um, you know you open up Blue Sky and it's literally Twitter. I mean, I feel like Spabble mm -hmm. is that way to a, a large degree too. But then again, Pebble had that that Twitter like feel as well. Yeah. Threads doesn't. I think Spoutable is actually going beyond that, and they're coming with you know ideas to extend it, where you know Twitter just stayed the same for a decade. Um. So I don't know. I noticed that Spoutable is now uh, trying to think. You can invest in Spoutable. Did you guys see that? Hmm. No. 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 You, you haven't been getting. I, I've been getting emails from them. They're, yeah, they're doing um, WeFund. So you're doing oh, crowdsource. I bet their emails are going into spam. <laughs> yeah. The truth is they know where they know who has the money and they're just targeting Jim and uh, Jim and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so. Brittany, you're you're kind of quiet. I mean, what I, I know you blew blew us all away one night when you said you were doing a lot more with TikTok. Um, are you on any of the blue skies and the spoutables at all? I mean, I I exist on them because you invited me. I've not done much on them, but I haven't done that much on Mastodon either, outside of during Apple events. So I'm not on social media perusing very often. Kind of busy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. The Mac Voices Live panel is back next time to touch on a number of topics that included Apple's cutting down on Apple Music fraud, Congress questioning Apple and John Stewart, and more. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you then. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices each month. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly 
at cashfly.com.